1: So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is v Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: All right, final hour of v Tonight on a Tuesday night, this Show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Super Week here on VCN West. Super Bowl Fifty Eight in Las Vegas on Sunday, and everyone's fired up about it. You can see the footage of yes. the stadium out there. That was not shot Monday or Tuesday because. It's been rainy. And, yeah. Uh, feels like winter here yeah. in Vegas. Fi- a file
2: days. file or archive footage, I believe, is what they call it. So, uh, Super Week, we hope everybody's having a super night, because that reminds me of the uh, Super Bowl in uh, Indianapolis, where all the volunteers were taught, have a super day, because we had to win them over with Hoosier Hospitality.
3: I, it kind of reminds me when you go through the drive through and they say, do you want to supersize that?
2: And you always answer, I affirmative. I say no.
3: You say no. Anyway, let's talk touchdown props here in the Super Bowl, Wes. If you had to pick one player, I said your life depends on it, or I'm going to hold a gun to your head. And you got to pick one guy who's going to score in the Super Bowl this week. Who would you pick?
2: Well, I'd prefer you not put the gun to my head, but I will give you an answer uh, uh in terms of who I think is going to score.
3: One guy and... to score. who's going to be. And you're not looking for odds value here, just. Yeah, uh, one yeah, guy okay. Most likely to score in the game.
2: First. I think I think somehow Travis Kelsey gets in the end zone. Really,
3: yes. All right, Kelsey, the third choice on the DraftKings odds board at minus one ten. The favorites, no surprise. Two running backs: Christian McCaffrey at minus two ten, Isaiah Pacheco minus one twenty. Kelsey, the third choice at minus one ten. Debo Samuel plus one thirty five. George Kittle's there at plus one fifty five, and uh, Patrick Mahomes at plus three eighty. Brock Purdy, you get five to one odds anytime touchdown. This is anytime touchdown odds board at DraftKings. I think I,
2: Brock I think, Purdy actually. I would. I would. I would favor him to uh, score a rushing touchdown over Mahomes. Actually,
3: yeah. Mahomes is three eighty, and Purdy's five to one odds. I think. When you've talked about this, you think Debo Samuel's is going to have a big game for the forty?
2: Well, I, I do, and I, I think I think uh, that's a prop I'm going to play. I'm going to play over the rush attempts. I don't know how many yards he's going to get. He got three rush attempts, by the way, last week, only seven yards in the game against Detroit. But remember, he was hurt uh, uh, the game before, so maybe a little bit gun-shy with that shoulder issue. But Cal Shanahan said all year, I'm going to save Debo in the running game for the games that matter and what game matters more than Super Bowl 58. So I don't know if I'm going to go over yards, but uh, over carries because – I I don't I, you know they'll they'll rely on McCaffrey, but it's like do you want him you know carrying the rock just by himself twenty five to twenty eight times a game because I don't think that they're going to trust Mitchell and I don't think they're going to trust Jordan Mason right. the backup running backs as much so I do think Debo is going to get some carries in this game.
3: All right, let's see anytime touchdown board. How about the first touchdown odds board? McCaffrey at four to one odds. He's again at the top. Pacheco plus six fifty. Travis Kelsey at plus 750, Debo 9-to-1. lot of these are like the spin of the roulette wheel. Yeah, because this,
2: this is a tough market, I, I think, to, to do this. We're not going to do a
3: lot of sharp handicapping on this. If you're because, just going to throw a dart, where would you throw the dart here? Would you take Brock yeah. Purdy at 30-to-1? Uh,
2: this might be one where you do want to go down the board a little bit because the interesting thing here is that both of these coaches like to defer. For the second half you know this isn't like if the lions were here where dan campbell's like we're taking the football or matt lafleur for green bay we're taking the football because everybody i think belichick might have started that trend all these years ago where it's like okay defer for the second half uh so i would think both of these teams uh, are gonna do that so yeah I mean, if you if you went with a bomb down the board purdy would certainly be the one uh, i would go with but First touchdown. Uh I'm gonna I would go with uh Rasheed Rice ten to one. Him or Kelsey would be my two. I would See, go
3: the, with. To me that's the biggest difference in the Chiefs that we watch most of the year, and the Chiefs are watching pretty much at the end of the year. And that's Rasheed Rice has stepped up to kind of be that number one. He, he's
2: gotten Mahomes' trust. Some of the other receivers, maybe not, even though uh, Valdez Scantling, look, he didn't catch it for me when I needed it against the Philadelphia Eagles on a Monday night, but came up big, came up big uh, against Baltimore with the clinching catch.
3: Well, not only has Rasheed Rice earned the trust of uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's not dropping the ball, and he's making plays. Mm -hmm. That's a second-round draft pick from SMU, a guy who's uh, developed. We've seen a lot of these young Packers receivers develop You know, for Jordan Love, I think Rasheed Rice has developed like that for Patrick Mahomes. So, I kind of like your idea in terms of that one. That's the first time in any time touchdown. Props, of course, hundreds of ways you can bet the Super Bowl and uh, plenty of analysis coming from us. And every show on VSEN later in the week, let's take a uh, quick transition to College Hoops West. I believe we have a final in the Big Ten tonight from Minneapolis. This one went down to the wire between Michigan State and Minnesota. Spartans three and a half point road favorites. I really couldn't figure out why. Uh, How'd this turn out?
2: It turned out that the Gophers win fifty nine to fifty six outright. So they're now nineteen and three against the spread. Uh, Cue the uh,
3: best ATS team in college basketball. Minnesota Gophers nineteen and three. Do
2: do we have the uh, Kenny Loggins "I'm All Right" on standby for me, so I can do the Gopher dance? I'm all right. Nobody worry
3: about me. Okay, you're gyrating like the uh, gopher.
2: Too. Oh yes. Hey man, and Kenny Kenny Loggins will make you dance, man. What they say? Yes, and uh, I'm a, I'm I'm a yacht rock guy, so I like some Loggins.
3: How about this win for the Nevada Wolfpack tonight at Utah State? Nevada catching five and a half, one of the toughest home courts on the West Coast, and Nevada rolls in and wins seventy-seven to sixty-three. This is like ten days after Nevada gets completely embarrassed in a thirty-four point loss at New Mexico.
2: Yeah, big night for Davidson, twenty-five and ten uh, for the Wolfpack is now trying to work their way back in the Mountain West race uh, to catch up uh, to uh, two other teams that played tonight: uh, Boise and Colorado State. Colorado State all over Boise, seventy-five to sixty-two. Boise, Bo- Boise can struggle on the road a little bit, even though they did beat New Mexico in the pit. That's where they they were getting like eleven and a half points in that game at the close. And speaking of uh, the Lobos, ninety one seventy three. Final score: easy win over Wyoming. Uh, uh, late Mountain West action, at least at the uh, top of the conference for one team. San Diego State 16 to 11 under 12 timeout that just got underway in the first half. Nine and a half. There were some tens out there at the close. Fresno 34 33 over San Jose State at the half. Uh, one that did get home for you. I don't think we ever updated a final score, but uh, Oklahoma pulls away big, 82 66 over BYU. Tough spot
3: for BYU, back-to-back yeah. road games of West Virginia and Oklahoma. And,
2: and, the, Soon- and the Sooners weren't going to lose tonight. Uh, of course, uh, Oklahoma Sooners super fan. Got to do our first super sky point of the evening to – Country music superstar Toby Keith, who uh, uh, passed away of stomach cancer this morning uh, at 62 years of age. Huge uh, Oklahoma Sooner fan, uh, uh, had a residence there in Norman, always was at OU football games and basketball games. Uh, So uh, uh, Toby Keith, who actually just did uh, three sold out shows here in December while he was sick. Uh, He was out here, I think, during rodeo week in December, did uh, three sold out shows at the Park MGM. So uh, uh, rest in
3: peace, Toby Keith. That's pretty impressive actually to do those shows about a month and a half before. Yeah, because I,
2: I remember I was like, wow, because at first I didn't know and then they showed you know, because when you drive on the 15 and if you drive, obviously you're driving behind the uh, the uh, west end uh, of the strip and you could see like Mandalay Bay and all the properties, Bellagio, and they all have like the LED screens and it showed Toby Keefe during Rodeo Week but then it was like sold out so they're advertising the shows that were sold out so... uh uh, rest in peace, Toby Keefe. Uh gone at
3: 62 this morning. Are you gonna step outside the studio and take a big swig of whiskey out of a red solo cup? Red Solo Cup. Let's have a party. A lot,
2: lot of notable hits uh
3: for uh, Toby m- Keith. Many better songs than that.
2: that he was, did, that was not one of his better ones. Reversed. Like How Do You mm. Like Me Now was much better. Uh the uh Should've been a Cowboy. Uh, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses that he did with uh, Willie Nelson. Did a couple songs with uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, one that said he'd never smoke a certain something with Willie again.
3: Other finals in college hoops tonight. Iowa State, a 70-65 winner at Texas. Longhorns closed one-and-a-half point favorites at DraftKings. Uh, New Mexico rolled at Wyoming 91-73. to Lobos were laying 10-and-a-half on the road and they cover. How about UConn, a 14-point home favorite tonight. Does not cover against Butler. Bulldogs get the money. Butler hung
2: in there. Uh, Thad Mod has done a really good job with this team. Uh, they don't get the win. And look, this UConn team is, is a wagon right now. But... When you get a team that wins a lot of games, and uh, I violated my rule, usually this was a game I would play the underdog because you want to play against these top teams that are on these winning streaks that are ranked that get a little bit overpriced. And now you've got UConn uh, now 11 in a row. Now do I have the stomach to do it on Saturday when they go? By the way, UConn's next two games on the road against Georgetown and DePaul. I'll pass on Georgetown. This time, yeah, Georgetown did, I think, cover in the earlier matchup. Uh, this year lost by 13
3: 71 62 UConn <clears> over <throat> Butler. How about Canu- Kentucky tonight dropping 109 on Vandy 109 77? Wildcats cover eight and a half
2: in Nashville, Kentucky 15 threes, uh, 1.47 points per possession. Uh, just I mean, this is like a lo- loyal Marymount numbers almost uh, against the uh, Vanderbilt Commodores tonight, but. A nice rebound from a team that that needed to get a win after two home losses. Uh, Kentucky, by the way, will be back in Rupp on Saturday against another team that needs a real signature win, and that's Gonzaga.
3: Oh, yeah. That's actually a good one. And as we mentioned, Minnesota 59-56 over Michigan State. Uh, i tell you what, the Gophers might get into the tournament.
2: They're a lot better this year, and 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 I I wrote about them in the in the in the uh, college basketball betting guide. Look, I didn't pick them, you know, to finish anywhere near the top of the conference or anything, but I said this team's going to be better, and they have depth. Uh, five and five or six and five now in the conference. Two road games on deck at Iowa and Purdue.
3: Well, it's a three and oh night in a VSim Pro for me with uh, college hoops. I needed it. I was not off to a great start here in uh, the month of uh, February, so. Try to keep it rolling. we got more college hoops and golf when we come back.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.
1: And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
2: VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the
4: sports betting network.
3: You can put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription, the annual subscription. If you sign up, you get your first year for only $199. That's a discount from the typical price of $240. Use promo code TONIGHT. Remember, you use promo code Tonight, to get your first year of Vsin Pro Access, $199 com slash subscribe. Not too often, West Vegas Golden Knights are home underdogs, but that's the case tonight against a team chasing history in hockey.
2: Yeah, one-to-one here, uh, just uh, about six minutes into the second period. Uh, Of course, uh, the uh, Oilers got on the board with a shorthanded goal from Connor McDavid as the Knights were on a power play. Uh, Never a good idea to leave Dreisaitl and McDavid uh, on a two-on-zero, and they made them pay. But Nicholas Roy, uh, with the uh, game-tying goal at the end of the first period, won a piece here. So we are watching that. We are also watching... A game that was kind of low profile tonight because neither team is ranked, but you've got two of the longest winning streaks in America here in the American Athletic Conference. Matt, if I asked you who was leading the AAC, you'd probably guess Florida Atlantic, and you'd be right. But the two other teams that are tied with FAU right now are Charlotte, Charlotte. And South Florida-Charlotte, by the way, has won eight in a row, and South Florida has won seven in a row. Both these teams with first-year head coaches, too. So they are down to the wire here. I have a a little play on uh, Charlotte, actually, at two-and-a-half. Charlotte's blown uh, a lot of their lead here, and I think they're going to send USF at the line. uh, Under a minute to go, 68-67, 49ers.
3: All right, the hockey game's tied at one. And Vegas, Wes, how about the NBA? Let's do a quick check there before we get to uh, some golf betting.
2: Yeah, and uh, we've got one, or actually, uh, one game's about to go final. Jazz about to beat the Thunder as home underdogs. Uh, they were getting three, 123 to 117. The uh, national game that is at halftime is the Bucks up 49 to 48. Reminder with the Bucs, uh, they did not have the uh, services of game time tonight. And also, uh, Brooke Lopez out tonight. So, Robin Lopez, uh, the twin brother, uh, Sideshow Bob haircut, uh, uh, he is uh, started tonight. 49 48, though, Bucks over the Suns at the half. A couple finals. uh, about one. Uh, Timberwolves blew a 23 point lead in the second half and they lose to the Bulls 129 to 123. In overtime, uh, DeRoz- DeMar DeRozan, Kobe White, each had 33, and Edwards had 38 uh, for the Timberwolves. Carl Towns, 33. Not enough. Knicks over the Grizzlies, 123 to 113. Grizzlies, you talk about a team that's really shorthanded. Like they're literally getting guys almost out of the stands to have to play for this team, but. I do believe that they they hung within the number tonight. They only lost Good. by 10 uh, at the Garden. Uh, Knicks were laying 13 and a half, so 123 to 113. Dallas gets a win in Brooklyn tonight, 119 to 107. Kyrie against his former team. Kyrie had 36. Luka had 35. Heat over Orlando, uh, 121 to 95. Uh, absolute blowout. Uh, heat over the Magic and then... Pacers hang on, do not get the cover, but they do beat the Rockets 132 to 129. Uh, Halliburton still a little bit on that minutes restriction for the Pacers. Uh, did go 29 minutes tonight, so they're being gradual. Probably won't see him play a full allotment of minutes until after the All Star break. Of course, still has that hamstring injury.
3: That was actually a hell of a game tonight between the Houston Rockets and the Pacers and flies over the total of 244 and a half, 245. At a total of um, 161 yeah. points in that game tonight in Indianapolis.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, and mm. we want to see how I want to see how good, see how good the are. I mean, two sixty-one. Once we get Siakam and Halliburton, where Halliburton's playing the uh, full allotment of minutes. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, the All Star festivities though are going to be held in my hometown of Indianapolis. I've uh, the first time I remember going as a little kid to the uh, the the dunk contest and all that stuff. They actually had it at the Hoosier Dome. Uh, back then in 1984
3: what a great childhood memory that is yes you remember who was in the dunk contest was that michael jordan
2: yes well well, i I know uh the guy the local guy was uh terence
3: stansberry Uh, do you remember that name yeah there was no steve stepanovich that year
2: Uh, steve Steve stepanovich was not in the dunk contest was not in the dunk contest no uh, uh, nor was uh Stuart gray or any of those guys waiters Uh, Larry Nance, Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler, Orlando Woolridge, I know was in it. That's a great field. Uh, gosh, who, uh, Terrence Stansberry, our pacer was in it.
3: That was a year before Jordan. That was was a year before Michael. Right before he was drafted in 84.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that was a year before, uh, uh, Larry Nance, by the way, won that dunk contest. Dr. J was in it. Daryl Griffith was also in it. So
3: that's an awesome field. Yeah,
2: I know. I wish we could
3: have a field like that again for
2: the dunk contest.
3: Somebody asked me uh, this week, "Are you going to go back to back home to Indianapolis for the NBA All Star?" And I said,
2: "Are you effing serious? Yeah, yeah no. you you don't you don't go you don't go east of the Mississippi anymore.
3: I've lived out here twenty three and a half years. I've been back to Indiana one time. I know you're you're homesick and you want to go back all the time, right?
2: I don't know. I haven't gone back as mu- as as much as you think. I mean, when that uh, you know." Doesn't help. Uh, both my parents are gone. So, not as much of a reason to uh, go back to the home state.
3: Been back to Chicago because I came uh, to Vegas from Chicago. Been back to Chicago twice since. Really just don't have any desire to go back to the East Coast or Midwest. Yeah. What? Well, Big 10 basketball, Big 10 football, things like that. But uh, no, not going to make it back for the NBA All Star festivities. No, no, no. Didn't you go back for the Indy 500? I did
2: go. I do go back for the 500, though. See some old friends and have some beer and have a good time at the race.
3: All right, uh, let's talk some golf. I remember back when uh, there was a major played to crooked stick in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Remember that was, that, that, was the PGA? that was that was John Daly PGA in like nineteen ninety one ninety one. This week it's the Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. Back when this show used to go on the road or the long shot show, we went down to TPC Scottsdale and uh, we played around. That was before the DraftKings sportsbook had been built. It was in the planning stages at that mm-hmm. point. Man, I tell you, when you play that course, it's totally different from what you see on TV. Yeah. Totally different perspective because...
2: Because uh, you don't have all those drunks lined up at the
3: Coliseum on the it's 16th. So it's it looks like such a better course when you have the grandstands set up. and yeah. You know, you got the crowds out there. It's, yeah. it's not the same when you're playing it uh, under normal circumstances. Anyway, handicapping it this week. I talked about this just briefly on the show with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard this morning because I hadn't done a lot of handicapping. I was going through the results of the past four years. Past three tournaments, really, in the Phoenix Open. And uh, Hideki Matsuyama's won here a couple times, Wes. He was at 55-1 to on the odds board last night. Just trying to look for guys who's got good course form at this place. And I I noticed in your write-up today, Adam Hadwin was a guy that uh, you – You mentioned as a uh, futures play. And I think Adam Hadwin actually lives on this. He
2: does. Uh, There are several that do. Adam Hadwin is based down out there at Scottsdale. He was uh, six three weeks ago at the American Express. He was the 36-hole leader here actually last year runner up out of tpc Summerlin, the shriner so he's always been pretty good on on desert golf courses so hadwin is one i played at about 50 to 1 you did mention one i did play just because of the number was uh matsuyama i had to play him at 50 to 1 two-time champion here granted it was back in 2016 and 2017 Poor last week he was a uh, 71st and 80 player field but he drove the drove the ball well drove the ball better than he has in a long time so I think he'll be better on these greens uh you know the bumpy poa not very good for him at Tory Pines and Pebble these greens by the way pretty darn easy they're poa overseed bermuda so uh, uh, poa trivalla so these are really, really easy greens in which to putt on. Uh, Matsuyama, not known as a great putter over the years, even though he's improved a little bit, but has won here twice. Kyle Stanley won here. He was never a great putter. Uh, uh, Kevin Stadler, hell, Scotty Scheffler hadn't putted it great, and he's the uh, two-time defending champion.
3: That's a good point. Scheffler right now, DraftKings 9-2 to odds, plus 450. Justin Thomas at 10-1. to Thomas... Drifted up just a little bit to 11-1 to 1 at the circuit today. I don't know. What, what price would you uh, would you have to get 15-1 to 1 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, if you
2: got the 16s early in the week. Now, this was when Xander Schauffele and Victor Hovland were in the field. So, obviously, when they got removed, they slashed that immediately. And you got to slash everybody behind the favorite, which remained unchanged with Scheffler. But... Lowest I went on the board actually was uh, was twenty eight to one. I did eschew some of the top guys. I could certainly I think you can make a case for Spieth and Burns and Clark. Obviously, who was our winner last week at Pebble Beach? Uh, Benny on was his lowest I went at twenty eight to one. Who's four weeks removed from that short putt that he missed that cost himself in the playoff in the Sony Open. Fifty four hole leader here in twenty seventeen before he finished sixth. Uh, six in the field for strokes gained off the tee. You're going to use driver a lot here. Like, distance doesn't matter as much. Accuracy matters along with distance. But you're going to hit hit driver here off most holes this week.
3: All right, you got a couple uh, surprise names that popped up in your futures plays this week. Wes Reynolds hit two futures last week, one in Lib, one in the PGA Tour. And uh, we'll talk more about the Phoenix Open here later. Talk about our best bets for that golf tournament and the live event in Las Vegas. We're going to take a look at the Wednesday college basketball card. When we come back, it's v Super Week. This is v
2: Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network.
3: VSIN Super Bowl betting guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. The guide features in depth team breakdown, Steve Mackinan Super Bowl simulation with player projections, plus our favorite prop bets, picks, best bets from V-CIN hosts and guests. If you want Brent Musburger's pick to win the game, it's also in the Super Bowl betting guide. You get the guide and all VSIN has to offer. Become a pro subscriber today at slash pro. All right, Wes Reynolds back here on the big show, and um, San Diego State is rolling Air Force at the Academy in uh, Colorado Springs, 41-19 to 19 late in the first half. i got to tell you, I'm very happy I passed on those uh, Mountain West dogs tonight. Boise State, Wyoming Air Force, but one did get there, and that was Nevada. 5 yeah. half point dog at Utah State, and Wolfpack got a big win tonight. We're going to take a look at the uh, uh, Wednesday College Hoops card here in a minute. Anything else you want to update from college? Uh, Well, uh,
2: Charlotte, who had that 17-point lead. Remember, they had won eight in a row. South Florida had won seven in a row. And now South Florida has won eight in a row as they come back. uh, They didn't take their first lead of the game until, like, I believe, 15 seconds left. And they win 72-69. to Uh, South Florida, I think, was laying two, two and a half at the close. So uh, they go ahead and get... Ahead of the number and also uh, get the outright win uh, uh, just underway at uh, the Spano Center in Stockton. St. Mary's fourteen to nine over Pacific. St. Mary's uh, Pacific actually got some support. With St. Mary's off that win over Gonzaga, so we'll see how sloppy the Gales are. I believe I, the, I believe these two teams have already played. Uh, you and what was that? What was that final
3: score? Seventy-six to twenty-eight. Yeah, seventy-six to twenty-eight. This was a couple Thursdays ago. So I oh, wow. uh, watched the last ten minutes. I didn't have
2: game. the stomach to play Pacific, even though I think this is a horrible spot for St. Mary's. When
3: you watch a game like that. You're you're like emotionally scarred. There's no way you could jump on Pacific yeah. and take the points. I watched Pacific miss I think nine straight shots. Yeah, in those four minutes. I couldn't even score.
2: Yeah, I mean like, I, completely. I remember game. when they had uh, they had Bob Thomason out there at Pacific, who was actually a really good coach. Uh, 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 I don't know if I don't know if they have one now. Uh, 0-9 in the West Coast yeah, Conference. They scored 0. .46 points for possession
3: And the, this against St. Mary's. Team, this Pacific team is so bad, but it led Gonzaga by 1% point yeah. at halftime. You, you know a what Pacific shot have. in that game against St. Mary's combined
2: uh, from the 2 and the 3, 10 for 50. That's 20%.
3: Yes. Quick math. Uh, let's take a look at the Wednesday college hoops card. Georgetown <laughs> off a uh, – I got to laugh because I took Georgetown on the points.
2: Against Marquette on Saturday? Uh,
3: That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. So I I can't come back with Georgetown here. Catch him 13, 12 and a half, 13 at Seton Hall. Uh, Once you take a beat down like that with a home dog, got to pass the next time. And I know that sometimes you got to put those things, you have to have a short memory, Wes, and come back with it again, but I can't do it with Georgetown. This team has been slaughtered too many times.
2: Yeah, look, Ed Ed Cooley, it's going to take time. It is going to take time. It's going to take time. I I think Ed Ed Cooley's a good coach. but. But Georgetown, they just don't have the talent right right now. And, uh, you know, I I think Cooley will get them going, though.
3: I think this number is low. Wisconsin and Michigan, 687, 688 on the rotation. Badgers open five-and-a-half-point favorites at Michigan. It was a bad week to believe in the Badgers. They blew an 18-point second-half lead and lost at Nebraska. Uh, They got beat down at home by Purdue over the weekend but I think the Badgers got to bounce back big here. Hey, this is a Michigan team that led Rutgers by, was a 15?
2: Mm-hmm. Early in the second half?
3: Mm-hmm. 15 or some point lead against Rutgers, 15 to 17 point lead against Rutgers early in the second half and lost by double digits. That game was in Ann Arbor. I got to think the Badgers, off those two losses, come back strong here. And blow out a Michigan team that... Really is playing for nothing at this point. Yeah. Bottom of the Big Ten, Michigan and Ohio State. What What makes you think the Wolverines are going to show up with a big effort here yeah, if they blow a 15-point a, a lead at home against Rutgers and lose by double digits? You don't like it? You don't like the road favorite? I, well, I, I don't like Michigan. I don't like road favorites all. in general, but I, I don't know how you can build a case for Michigan here to catch them five and a half. I can't do
2: that. Yeah, that's tough for me, too. Even though, uh, the, you know, disappointing loss for Wisconsin, uh, they really thought that I think the they were going to get title, Purdue. Though. Yeah, they won the Big Ten title. They, huh? they absolutely are. Uh, they, two road games now uh, for the Badgers. They go to Michigan and they go to Rutgers. I think that Saturday game at Rutgers is going to be a little more tricky.
3: Oh, I would agree with that for sure. Rutgers won tonight. How about Villanova at Xavier? Musketeers, three-point home favorites. Villanova finally stopped at a losing streak at five. Boy, you keep wondering
2: when, when Villanova is uh, you know finally going to turn it around. This team this team has like a good profile when you look at it because this is one of the weirder profiles you look at. This team has a win over Texas Tech over North Carolina, over Memphis. Remember, they won the uh, battle for Atlantis, a win at Creighton, a win over Xavier. And you look, they just, they have some bad losses. They lost to uh, St. Joe. They lost to Drexel. They lost at Penn and uh, so they lost all those big 5 games in Philadelphia. Eesh. Basically,
3: Villanova finished last in the Big 5.
2: Yes, yes they did. Uh but 5 and 6 in the Big East still look still a lot of opportunities. Like it's not over yet, but they got to they got to go on a run. This team just they don't shoot the ball well from the 3. And 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 that's the problem uh for this team because I think this team's got some talent uh Number looks right on to me. Xavier, I think, is done. I know they're only twelve and ten, but they've done a pretty good job considering they haven't had Zach Freeman all year. They haven't had Jerome Hunter. Let me tell you what. All year,
3: Xavier had both of those guys healthy all season. Sean Miller might have a top ten. Top
2: yeah, they'd be eight. they'd be like seventeen and five. You would think, or something really, like that. Really,
3: it was going to be a really good Xavier team at full strength. Let's yeah. take a look at the uh, Eileen Xavier there. I'm not sure I'm going to play that one, but LSU, Tennessee, and Alabama, Auburn, in the SEC balls are 14 point home favorites off that big win at kentucky total 152 and a half alabama auburn uh we were on bama what was that about a week and a half ago, yes two weeks ago bama got the win at home now it's auburn's turn tigers minus five total of 163
2: you're having a, you're having to pay the premium here obviously uh wanting to take auburn certainly on the bounce back and i don't disagree with the initial move i think there's still some four and a half out there uh this might be one, I, I mean, you know, if I I might money line parlay it with, with another favorite. I think Auburn's going to get them. But Alabama, I have to say, you know, after they played that really tough schedule, which I think probably Nate Oates overscheduled uh, early in the year, they've been, like, really destroying teams. Mm-hmm. And they've been beating them by margin. With the exception of Auburn, that game went down to the final seconds. But you look, beat Mississippi State, a pretty good Mississippi State team, by the way, beat them by 32. Beat LSU by 21. Uh, uh, but did lose big at Tennessee, but that's the only blemish that they have. I believe they're 10 and one in their last 11 games. Because uh, after that, lost to Arizona, where they played Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona all in a row. They were six and five. You're like, what's going on with Alabama? Oh, they played a tough schedule. Yeah, exactly.
3: I mean, those those games against Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona were in Toronto. Omaha and Phoenix. Yes, in a span of like seven days, NBA teams don't take yeah. trips like that.
2: But but now and and that was and they had already taken a trip to Florida over Thanksgiving weekend too to play a couple games. Uh, so I, I I think that Auburn is right here, but I, I not a lot of line value in the number necessarily.
3: Dave Danine, who is in the, uh, you know, David Danine, former Cal Poly yes three point shooter. He's in the he lives up in Reno. He's in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge, he got off to a four and one start. He says, uh, "Take a look at this Loyola San Diego game. Wes, is it a trap? USD off that win at Santa Clara is a this is seven forty seven on the rotation. USD a two and a half three point home dog to Loyola. Yeah, would look, you play? Would you play Marimount?" Uh...
2: It's a drop in class for LMU. Certainly, yeah. the fact that they had to play at St. Mary's and had to play at Gonzaga back to back, they got blown out. They've had over a week off too. They didn't play on the weekend, so they played Gonzaga last Tuesday night. So, you know, is that gonna work? Is that gonna work in their favor? Eesh. I think I'd lean Marimount, but a road favor to get you know with the team that's not used to being in that role very often. I'm always a little gun-shy about that. Uh-huh.
3: Uh One more to mention, UCLA at Stanford. We're going to do some more games after the break here, but man, I watched Stanford on uh, Sunday night against Arizona. Cardinal were knocking down threes. They put a scare into Arizona and Tucson and had a halftime lead in that game. Blew it, ended up losing, but I was impressed by the way Stanford played that night. Now, Mick Cronin's really turned around this Bruins team to a certain extent. Stanford, a two and a half point favorite over UCLA, total of one thirty-five and a half. Quick thoughts on this matchup?
2: Yeah, UCLA. By the way, uh, you know, nice win over Oregon on okay, Saturday. Yeah. They're starting. To, they're starting to play a little bit better. I think. Uh, what? What were they? They were six and ten. Now Both they're eleven and eleven.
3: A little bit better. Yeah. Of, I, you, I thought Stanford I, played really well for about. 30 minutes at Arizona. I kind of lean so, the Bruins here, actually, yeah. up there at, at,
2: at, at Maples. Uh, got definitely, beat at home. Definitely got the better coach. In yeah, and, and I think they've been playing the more consistent ball of late.
3: Quick break, more college hoops and golf as we wrap up the show on v Super Week. I miss you.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried
1: about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often.
4: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is vSEN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on
3: vSEN, the sports betting network have you heard about this new offer from DraftKings? A lot of people are talking about it. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a vSEN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000. You bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code vSEN when you sign up. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, ASAP. All right, back here to finish the show tonight. Wes, and uh, we do have to make some corrections. Clear the air. Can you clear up the details? I can. NBA dunk contest. We did get a tweet about this tonight.
2: I gave out the 1984 field. It was an 85 when it was in indianapolis and uh, michael
3: jordan was a part
2: of it, Mike, it was, yeah because uh dominique beat jordan in the finals in uh, indianapolis widely considered one of the uh, great dung contests ever uh, uh terrence stansbury was the local guy for the indiana pacers had a 50 uh in the first round but the participants of that 85 dunk contest were michael jordan dominique wilkins clyde drexler julius Irving, daryl griffith larry nance Terrence Stansberry, and orlando woolridge that's a hell of a dunk contest. I, I wish that incredible. dunk contest would come back. Now nobody wants to do it anymore. Like, good grief. Talk about the superstars in that one. Now you're having to get, uh, uh, what's that kid, Mac McClung? Does he play for a G
3: League team or something? Yeah, he wasn't even on an NBA roster.
2: And they signed him just for, like, that dunk contest. It's like, come on, man. I, I, miss, the, I miss the superstars doing
3: it. Things are just not like they used to be in the old days. Things,
2: things are never the same, man but 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 we do but we do have to move forward by the way uh I do want to mention one I got a, I got another super sky point I actually shared it uh, on my way in the other Apollo day when, creed well before him while we're talking NBA because I shared the uh, memory with uh, Derek Stevens who of course we know from the uh, the great city of Detroit Earl the twirl do you remember him Earl Curtin? Uh, passed away this weekend uh, won an nba title with the sixers won one at the end of his career with the rockets when they won back-to-back down there for rudy t in houston and uh, i listened to uh, actually a little bit of earl the twirl on saturday he is the color commentator because a lot of these things they have the feeds on like the espn app or espn plus detroit mercy is still winless in college basketball and earl curtin uh, an alum of detroit mercy is the uh, color commentator was, and you know, didn't really notice anything. And then I saw that tweet on Sunday that he had passed away at age 66. So, uh, uh super sky point for Earl the twirl. Wait, and he was doing the Detroit game, he was he doing God? the Detroit Mercy game on Saturday. Uh, uh and then uh, it was now he passed away on Sunday.
3: Apparently so, Detroit's season's taking a toll.
2: I guess uh, I'm not not wanting to laugh about, no. but yeah, Detroit uh, uh, still winless. Uh, I believe Mississippi Valley State also still winless in college basketball. But you did mention Apollo Creed, of course. Uh, the great Carl Weathers uh, 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 passes at the age of seventy six. Super Sky Point. Not only Apollo Creed, he was in Predator with uh, Arnold and uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Come on, he was also. It's all,
3: it's all about the Rocky movie.
2: What about, what about, uh, he was Chubbs and, uh, Happy Gilmore?
3: Uh, you know, some people like that. I could,
2: I mean, nobody it, it can that. eclipse Apollo Creed. That was the greatest character he ever he played. Apollo uh, Creed. Yeah. And, and I saw, I saw, uh, uh, Sly, uh, Sly Stallone's, uh, Instagram post and look, obviously very emotional. He's a huge part of, uh, of Sly's life and a huge part of that Rocky franchise. Uh, uh, Paul, Paul Creed, by the way, greatest boxing entrance. I always see these boxing entrances now where they have, and it doesn't work on a live mic. You know, sometimes they have the guys from hip hop, and I'm not putting that genre down, but it never really sounds great when you're being like wrapped to the ring. But yet, living in America, in Rocky IV, you had the godfather of soul, James Brown, Did bring him down James to the dancing
3: ring. dancing out in that red White yes, and blue Yes, with had the a, like smoking
2: hat. skulls and like Drago is just standing there like
3: stoic and then Drago took his life. So it was the greatest entrance into the ring. Yeah,
2: the greatest entrance, not unfortunately the, the greatest exit. exit. The worst exit. Yeah, so uh, Carl Weathers uh, passes at the age of 76. Most recently he was in The Mandalorian, which is a, a, a streaming uh, series. That's
3: okay. We can stop at the Rocky movies. Let's uh, go ahead and talk. <laughs> More college hoops on a Wednesday card, Wes. Creighton-Providence. And uh, how about Creighton off that 99-98?
2: Yeah, Addy, Addy bounced back. They were big favorites in that game, too. Now,
3: small favorites. two lane two. The Providence team that's pretty good on its home floor. Yeah. Uh, I am not playing the road favorite here. No, I'm not either, because I don't think the market maybe
2: has caught up to Providence, because I think they thought... Okay, You know, when uh, when Bryce Hopkins goes out for the season with the injury, I think that was a Seton Hall game. Now they did lose. They did uh, lose their next three, but then they won three in a row. They covered it at UConn. UConn had a real struggle getting away from them. Sunday was not a good effort, though, uh, against Villanova. They got beat 68 to 50, but. Providence is still playing hard, and they've got a. Providence has got some real home run wins too. They, remember, they took apart Wisconsin earlier this year. Now, granted, that was at full strength, and they had Bryce Hopkins. They beat Marquette at home. They beat Butler. They won at Seton Hall. They beat Georgia. So, Providence team still not out of contention for the NCAA tournament. Uh, a very good defensive team, and that's how uh, Kim English in his first year coming in from George Mason. That's how they win games. So. Yeah, this Creighton, that, that kind of seems like a really, really small favorite on the road here.
3: Providence is uh, challenged offensively. Man, that was an ugly offensive uh, performance by Providence in that game Sunday against Villanova. If you watched that, you probably wouldn't want to bet Providence in this spot. I think I'm going to
2: pass yeah. on that one. Well, uh, that's that's one thing I know uh, our, our guy Skinny boils, and I like to do it too. When you get a team that gets like blown out really, really bad, or they score an abnormally low amount of points— take them the next game, or when a team scores 100, you want to fade them almost a lot in the next game in college basketball. Not every single time, but at least least look at the other side first.
3: How about Nebraska-Northwestern? The Purple Cats had a tough week, man. Losing two games in overtime, and they come home trying to get right, and this number opened as low as three and a half somewhere. I'm seeing five and a half across the board in the market right now. Nebraska at Northwestern, and the Cornhuskers probably should have won at Illinois on Sunday.
2: These are two teams I kind of want to go against. To be sure. honest with you, and they're playing with each uh, against each other. Close games. Uh, Nebraska, of course, had that comeback against Wisconsin. Almost beat Illinois. They were getting double digits there, uh, but uh, Tominaga, the Japanese Steph Curry, didn't really have much against uh, uh, in the previous game. Uh, their OT win over Wisconsin had 31 career high at Illinois on on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Illinois was up ten, I think, with like three and a half left to go, and then Nebraska cut it to one in the final seconds, end up losing by three. Meanwhile,
3: Actually, North Nebraska took the lead. Oh, did Illinois they? had a? 10 oh, that's right, lead. they did. Illinois had a 72-62 lead, and Nebraska came back and took a seventy-three. That's right. Lead, and there was a bailout foul. Yeah, mask to put him at the free throw yeah. line, allow the Illini to get the game to overtime. Hornhuskers, Huskers, I thought, kind of got screwed by that foul.
2: Yeah, ball. yeah. And 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 you look at Northwestern, uh, two straight overtime games at Minnesota and at Purdue, two straight OT losses. They had the big win over Iowa Ohio State in between. But they had beaten Illinois in overtime before. So these two teams, when you play like a lot of close games, you wonder what the energy level is, go- is going to be like with the team. So if I do get involved in this, it might be taking the over. Right. Because I think it takes more energy to play defense than it does offense. And if you're sapped with energy, it shows more on the defensive end. So
3: 43 the total. And the Nebraska-Northwestern game in Chicago. That's an interesting matchup. i have to look at that a little bit more tonight. Do you think Missouri can win its first SEC game? Texas A&M, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Missouri. I know a- you've been looking for this spot for Missouri to win again. Yeah,
2: but I don't know if I'm going to find it here. a and stopped the bleeding a little bit on Saturday. Uh, get that win over Florida. Won the game. Didn't cover if you laid the spread, uh, if you laid the deuce, uh, which ended up going up to like four, four and a half, because I think the kid Radford had a legal issue yeah. and then was eligible so to play. So and he did. He arrested, and, right? Yeah, 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 he did. So, uh it, not, nothing for me uh, necessarily on uh, on that one. Uh, one I was looking at, I don't know if I'm going to get involved here, but Indiana State, huge win over Drake on yeah. Saturday. They are 20-3. and three. And look, the Sycamores, to me, I know they don't have those quad one wins, but if you wa- – I hate to use the term I test, but if you watch that team yeah, – That's a tournament team. They are tournament worthy. No. They are absolutely tournament. How can you here.
3: keep Robbie – Oh, my, yeah, with the glasses. Yeah, you can't keep him uh, out. That's going to be a tournament.
2: They they are playing Valpo uh, off that win over Drake. Uh, Seven wins in a row. They're 20 and three, 11 and one in the Valley. I don't know if I'd be laying it with Indiana State here, but they're still not ranked in the top 25. And you get those teams that are big time tryhards that try to get ranked and want that respect, want that number by their name. So I don't know if I want to fade Indiana State either.
3: All right, big show set up here on uh, Wednesday night as well. We love to talk college hoops. So does Greg Hoops Peterson.
2: And he'll be talking about
3: it next.